1: What's going on, guys and girls? Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. I have a wonderful show for you today where I talk with Yvonne Castaneda, and she is the author of Pork Belly Tacos with a Side of Anxiety, a memoir for young adults based on their struggles with mental health and addiction. She's a professor at Boston College School of Social Work and a licensed clinical social worker in Boston, Massachusetts. And today, Yvonne and I talk about how to navigate text messaging when you're dating or really Any time in life, there's a lot of great actionable tips in today's show. And we actually talk a lot about how to approach relationships as a whole person in the first half of the episode that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the entire conversation, but I don't want you to think that this is just about how to navigate text messaging if you're not interested in that, definitely tune in for the first half of the show for some really insightful tips on how to approach relationships, whether you're single dating, married, or anything in between. I really enjoyed today's conversation. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in, for leaving those five-star reviews. That really helps us reach more people and continue to do the work that we're doing. I'm just right there alongside you getting the information and just being able to have these conversations directly. But I hope you guys feel like you're in the room and enjoying them as much as I am. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Yvonne. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Today, we're going to talk about texting in relationships and particularly when we are dating. And you wrote a great article called text message tennis and it talks about the difficulties of getting to know someone via text. So let's start with having you tell our listeners why you wrote about this and we'll talk about navigating texting with future partners, current partners and everything in between.
2: Okay you know to be perfectly honest with you, Chase, I wrote this article um, because in my in my role as a mental health clinician, I find that this is actually something in working with clients of all ages. Um, It's like a universal problem. Um, There's always this weird phase um, when somebody meets somebody and then they connect and they start to text, and then the texting just kind of gets weird and the person stops responding. Um, And then, you know, clients that I work with obviously end up with either anxiety or then. You know, losing themselves in thoughts about, you know, was it my fault? Is it something I did? Maybe I'm not good enough. And also, to be honest with you, I had my own challenges (laughs) with text message tennis um, when I was single. It was just really, really tough. And I think, you know, not having some kind of, I guess, rule book to understand, um, like this crazy game that gets played, just like it's really impactful for people's mental health. So I thought about, you know, maybe I can write an article about how to like, just how to, how to manage these kinds of situations.
1: I want to talk about that rule book. And I know you have some really specific things that we can put into place that are going to help us. But before we do, I want to talk a little bit about that feeling of, of anxiousness and why, That might come up, kind of the deeper underlying things that someone might be experiencing and why they're there. And then we'll talk about addressing more practical matters.
2: Sure. That's actually it is, I like that you use the word deep, um, because there is sometimes like a deeper issue at play. And so I'll I'll like give you an example, right? And so let's just say that you are someone who maybe. Maybe you have awareness that you are a little, maybe a little insecure. Maybe you have challenges yourself with like self doubt. Um, and you're not a hundred percent confident or a hundred percent like in love with yourself. Like you don't have the best relationship with you. And we, you might be aware of that or you might not. It might be something self, you know, subconscious. So then there you are, you know, you're on your phone. And let's just say, for example, you're on either like Tinder or Hinge or Bumble or any of the ones that exist today. And you're swiping um, and you end up connecting with someone, right? So immediately, like you feel great, like great, you know, there's somebody who's interested. And so, and so begins like the text messaging. So what happens is the person sends you a text message and you're feeling great. This person is interested in me. And then if that person then stops texting you, say they don't text you back right away, they wait like three days, that space between the first text message and say the three days that go by, um, that space, it almost as though it creates a space for more negative rumination or negative self-talk. Because I think from there, it's very easy to slip into like a thought tunnel where what you're imagining is all kinds of thoughts that have to do with you not being good enough, you maybe not having been as pretty enough, or maybe, or as cute enough, or maybe, you know, maybe my text message was too forward, or maybe I said the wrong thing, and maybe I should have said this, maybe I should have said that. Um, And so I think all of those thoughts and what we know in the field of mental health is essentially that our anxiety, whether, you know, whether we have anxiety, or we have feelings of sadness, or we're angry, um, or we're afraid, they're thought driven, these emotions are thought driven. And so all of these thoughts in that space are absolutely going to trigger, whether, you know, anxious distress, or just like really low mood and feelings of of sadness, or just feeling really low.
1: Thank you for that. And How can someone who's having this negative rumination, person hasn't responded to a text, how can they break that cycle?
2: Mm, That's a great question. I mean, there's lots of different ways. Um, I think, honestly, Chase, I think that the number one thing, and I always share this with clients is, first, let's become aware. Why don't we just become aware of what we're thinking? right? Because I think a lot of times we have these thoughts or we slip into like a thinking trap we call it or a thinking tunnel and we don't even realize that we're in a tunnel and meanwhile we're feeling all kinds of ways and we're not even connecting that this is happening so i think the first thing to do is just identify or become really aware of what your thoughts are whatever they are and then you know i always say you're either going to be a lawyer or you're going to be a detective in this situation and what i mean by that is if you're going to be a lawyer Right, then whatever thoughts you're having, whether you write them down or you even like record them into your phone, as a lawyer, you're gonna ask for evidence. Right. So so let's just say that your thoughts are slipping into this person doesn't like me, they think I'm dumb, they didn't like my text message. Well, as an attorney, you're gonna challenge that and say, Well, what is your evidence? Like, what are the facts that you have? What is your proof? Right. And you're going to find like, I don't really have proof of that. All I have is just like, okay, the person has to text it back. So that's number one. And then the second piece to that is like, be a detective. And when I say be a detective, I mean, when you, when a detective shows up at like a crime scene, right, they're exploring everything around the crime scene. They're not just at the scene. They like zoom out and explore everything around it. Right, And they find lots of possible reasons for why maybe this, this, this situation happened, this crime was con- committed. So as a detective, when you're being a detective with your thoughts, what you're doing is, what are all the other possibilities at play that might have impacted the fact that this person didn't text me back? Right. So like, oh, we could come up with a million things. Maybe they're busy. Um, there's lots of different reasons why somebody may not have texted back. And then I think the last thing is focus on your own relationship with yourself rather than the relationship that you're trying to get into, right? Because that... And I know that I put that in the article. I think a lot of times what happens is when we get into this text message game, where it's a a constant back and forth with days in between, and it's just kind of confusing. We get so caught up in whether or not the person wants us that we forget to have a relationship with ourselves. And so I think that is also like a really great way to just maybe take a break from the negative rumination and do something for yourself.
1: Thank you so much for that. And that last point, I think is valuable even in the relationship outside of texting, you're just dating someone and we can get caught up in getting them to like us and that whole game, instead of just focusing on ourselves and like, Hey, is this really good for me? I'm speaking personally, but I imagine that that can occur, that we're trying to be our best selves. We're meeting this new person and we can kind of get lost.
2: Oh my God. Absolutely. Chase, we do. I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, in my work. And again, personally too, I'm not immune to this, not even a little bit, but like, I think that I think that we get what we seek from a partner and I have found this to be true in so many cases that what we seek from a partner are the things that we do not give ourselves. It is fascinating. So when I have asked somebody like, okay, what is it that you would really want from a partner? Okay. I want, I want validation. I want attention. I wanted to, I want the person to be considerate. I want them to be caring. Um, I want them to be thoughtful. I want them to spend time with me. All of these things, right? They'll like make a list, and then I will turn it on them, and I will say, "Okay, in what way do you give all of these things to yourself?" And usually, it's dead, it's silence, <laughs> as the as the person just then considers and realizes, "Holy cow, I don't, I don't do these things for myself." And so I am wanting another person to maybe fill a space inside of me that maybe I should fill myself. And so that's what I mean by before you get involved on a... When you jump onto a dating app or you enter the dating scene, I think it's incredibly important to first like identify like where you are with you, you know, are there things that I'm looking for that maybe I'm not really giving myself and how can I give those to myself
0: first? Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month, and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it
1: That is such an important point. And on this show, we we give lots of advice of how to be in relationship, communication, sexuality, all those things, but it really starts with ourselves. And this is something really to have in the forefront of your mind, even if you're in a relationship right now, right? It's like, what is it that you're upset that your partner's not fulfilling? Is that a realistic expectation? How can you get that for yourself? Those are some Really, really valuable questions to ask.
2: Yeah, definitely. And again, um, I, I don't know that it's always on our like on our radar. And you know, Chase, like I, I've and I've spoken about this before. I have a lot of thoughts about this, to be honest. And and I think, you know, when I think about just like how we're programmed and and just like how we're raised now, and, and again, I think this is universal. I don't necessarily feel that this is de- you know, this is one specific culture or race. I think I've seen this in across the board but I think that a lot of times certainly in this country I would say that the way that we are raised we are raised to focus on what we are going to get out of life you know like what is my partner going to give me what am I going to get at work what kind of pay am I going to get what kind of life am I going to have and it's all really focused on what somebody's going to give to me to make me happy right and so we 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 go about our lives with this like focus on achieving these getting these things, things so that then we will be happy. And I don't know that we're necessarily taught to maybe consider like what we have to offer and how that, that awareness of what we have to offer and what we give is the very thing that fills us and that makes us whole. And so you know, whether you, you watched Jerry Maguire and I know that there's like a famous um, scene in that movie where she talks about like that person completing her, like Tom Cruise completes her. I cringe <laughs> whenever I hear that because I think that's just not that's not necessarily maybe the healthiest way to approach a relationship. Nobody completes you. You know, you need to walk into a relationship complete and fully aware of everything that you have to offer and have to give. And I think those are the things that make us really confident and 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 give us like a sense of self-worth so that we don't allow ourselves to get trapped in a game of text message tennis.
1: Yes, our culture perpetuates these ideas that just aren't true. And, and I love the fact that you, know, you brought up that quote from, from a movie, but it's just, it's everywhere. And it's this idea that our happiness will come from the job we get, the partnership we have. And like I just said, it it comes from within. So we're going to dive into the text message, practical tips, but this is so valuable as a foundation because you might be anxious about this person and, and thinking about the, the texting that's happening or not happening, but really just looking at ourselves is the place to start. So I just love this general idea. And, and what you said of what we have to give is what will make us whole. And it's like we make ourselves whole. And, and the last point on this, or not point, but but thing I want to bring up, I listened to a podcast. that was super popular a couple of years ago. You might've uh, listened to it, but it was about this woman who had terminal cancer and they made this podcast series. And it was all about, she actually left her husband towards the end of her life. She had this diagnosis, she was going to die. I think within a year, and she had all these escapades with lovers, and and she wanted to explore her sexuality. And what she then found, and I'm not giving this away, and I highly recommend it, but that everything she was looking for, she had, you know, with herself, and it was really beautiful and impactful. I'll put the link to the show in the show notes. Do you know what I'm talking about?
2: You know what? It's like you're talking about it and it's like tickling my brain because I'm like, oh, either I no, I I couldn't have heard it because I would have remembered something like that. But I think I heard of it.
1: It was great. And we'll put a link to it. But but yeah, the main thing I got, it was a beautiful story. And her journey and, and vulnerability was beautiful. And even the partner she was with, she learned a lot. It's not to say like just retreat within. I mean, we need to be in relationships. But you know, this is such a profound thing. It's the end of her life. And she did do that and she didn't have any regrets, but then she shared like what she came to in conclusion was not like she needed to experience all these different people, but that she needed to love herself. It was really beautiful.
2: I think about this and, and again, like I'm, I'm older now, like I'm, I'm 50 and I think, God, you know, my life, what would my life have looked at look like if I had, if I had like a really good relationship with myself, you know, how would that have informed every single decision I made when it comes to like relationships or even like getting a job or pursuing the things that I really wanted to do? I think about it all the time. Like how would our world be different if if we all had like really good relationships with ourselves and learned to trust that what we have is enough and that who we are is is you know, valuable. It has purpose.
1: That's really like our life's work for a lot of us. And it's so important. And I want to, we're talking about it here, but I definitely want to do more episodes on just loving ourselves because that is really the foundation. So thank you for, for this little detour that I sure. took us on, um, <laughs> but it, it's super important. And and it does relate to what we're talking about because it's just about being a human. Um All of us, struggle with that to different degrees. So uh, super important. I want to jump now into the uh, practical tips when we're text messaging. So we laid a great foundation of how to frame everything. Now let's talk about some really practical things we could do. So we're not driving ourselves crazy with the, the text message tennis. Yeah,
2: you bet. Definitely. Like number one is whether, whether you're going out or you're you know, Whether you're asking your friends to set you up with someone or you're jumping on an app um, to meet somebody, I say be very clear on what your goal is. Like very clear what you want. So for example, um, do you want to be in a committed relationship? Um, is that what you want? Or are you okay with what I call like a casual situation? You know, where you're just kind of like connecting, but you're not really looking for anything serious. I think, honestly, Chase, that's number one. What do you want? Be very clear with it and be honest. Because that's something that I have noticed and myself included, I've done this where, you know, I kind of talk myself out of what I really want because maybe a part of me is a little scared that I may not get it. That's not helpful, you know? So so if it's a committed relationship you want, then be very clear on it. Or if you want like a situationship, then be, be very clear on that.
1: I want to ask you a question about that. So that's super important to identify it. And then we should be sharing that with the people that we're dating. Um, certainly at a certain point, right? But how can we communicate that early on in a respectful and, and healthy way?
2: Well, I mean, I think if you're, this rig is tricky. Like if you're texting, I mean, I, again, like I think why don't waste time? Don't waste your time and don't waste the other person's time. Like, if it is something serious that you're looking for and committed, I think it's okay to say it. I think it's okay to text that, you know, and ask the other person what they're looking for. And they're going to give you an answer and whether what they say or even how long it takes them to get back to you. So I think, you know, not yeah, like you say in, in a respectful way, sure, right? We're not aggressive about it or angry. It's very simple. Hey, I'm looking for something a little bit more serious. Where are you with that? And just kind of wait and see how the person responds.
1: Excellent. Yeah, that's important that you're understanding for yourself and then communicating it.
2: Yeah.
1: Awesome. So let's talk about some more practical tips.
2: I would say, play it your way. And this is what I mean by that. I think sometimes we'll like, for example, like say we, we connect with somebody on an app or let's just say that we meet somebody at a party, right? And you exchange phone numbers, right? So you might sit there and like deliberate and doubt. Should I text them first? Should I wait? What should I do? And I would say, you know what? Send send a text message. Don't wait. Like play it your way. Don't Don't stand on the other side of the court waiting for that person to serve. Go ahead and serve. You know, if you're comfortable with that and then give the person a chance to text you back, right? To engage in like a healthy back and forth. And I think when you do that, it again, it's like another indicator, like, okay, whether the person is going to text you back, whether they wait five days. And that just gives you an idea of like, what kind of player they are in this game.
1: And can we be direct in the sense of, like, we're checking in with ourselves, we're making sure we're not texting them back 24 hours later, just because we're anxious and we're telling us this story, right? We don't want to be doing that. But let's say we really like this person and it's been two days. Can we text them in a, in a healthy way and say, maybe direct, like, hey, I'd, I'd really like to hang out. Like, how, how are you feeling about that?
2: Absolutely, Chase. Absolutely. I think that that is much better and healthier than waiting. Right. Then waiting five days. And again, like that's a lot of time that space is filled with all kinds of things that we might be thinking. Right. So like let's say, you know, there's a like a little text back and forth that happens one day and you kind of leave it with their, you know, you you're gonna connect again and, and a couple days go by, right? And you haven't heard from them. And you'd really like to get together. It's okay to text. Hey, you know, I'd really like to get together with you. Um, or I'd like to connect and, and I love what you said. How are you feeling about that? And then wait and see what happens. Now, if they don't text again and it takes them like two or three days, that's when you are honest with yourself and ask yourself, like, you know, is this is this an indicator to me that maybe this person isn't like really serious? And they're not in the same place that I am. And maybe they don't want what I want. And that's okay.
1: That's so important. And yeah, like play it your way, as you say, like, don't just wait and be like, oh, I don't want them to think I'm needy. It's like, if you like the person, if you want to connect, let them know. And then, yeah, there is a certain point where if they take five days to respond, also maybe don't tell a story maybe they're super busy maybe their grandmother died right but right
2: for sure yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah so lots to navigate right so let's talk about some more tips we can think about
2: well it kind of like goes along with like what you just said right like the story um and this is the tip and mind you where i you know i wrote this article with the game of tennis in mind right so like stay on your side of the court and what i mean by that is like focus on your side and don't jump or try to jump into their headspace to try to determine what's going on and why they haven't texted you, right? Because like we can get into that space and we start to overanalyze their text message or their pattern. And we start making up all kinds of stories that just aren't true. Right? So when I say stay on your side of the court, I'm referring to what we talked about in the beginning which is like, stay focused on all the things that you've always done that make you happy, whatever they might be. And logically, like you give, you know, you, you have to let some time pass, right? We can't make a determination about a, about a person and whether or not they're serious, like in a few days. But, you know, you give it like, maybe you give it like a couple, a couple of weeks and you're noticing like really the communication is poor. They're not really connecting, And at that point, you can like determine maybe this person just doesn't, is not serious and I'm just going to move on, right? But definitely stay on your side of the court. And and to be like very specific with that chase is if you send somebody a text message and you're waiting or you're hoping that they will text you back, don't, don't then just interrupt or halt your entire life and stay by your phone, constantly checking it, waiting, waiting, waiting for the person to text. I think that that is maddening. And that a lot of times is what leads to like anxious distress. So it's text and then continue living your life. Do the
0: things that you're doing and just wait and see what happens. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earning actually does. Our sponsor, Earning, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 pay period max, and location. See com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website.
1: That's a valuable tip. I'm definitely guilty of at a certain point, like checking my notifications in the sense of like, oh, do I have do I have them on? Like, I don't want to miss it. Ah, It's like this instinctual anxiousness that the technology has kind of uh, invaded our lives with and to be aware that that's happening. So now I actually try to turn off all my notifications and not constantly check my phone, maybe have like a dedicated time at the end of the day. That's super valuable.
2: Oh, that's a a really great idea. Actually, Chase is like, yeah, just to set like boundaries for yourself, right? Like, okay, I texted, I'm only going to check my phone. Or, or look at it at the end of the day or, you know, at lunchtime. I think that's a really, really great idea.
1: Excellent. And as far as like the specifics of texting, like as a communication style, how do you think about that? What are some things that people can think about in like the very practical sense of like how to write? Not exactly how, but like what kind of dialogue can be happening there?
2: Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I guess it just depends on your preference, you know? I mean, some people are really comfortable sending like paragraphs via text message about like your day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and some people are more comfortable with just like sticking to just really small talk, like in the beginning of a relationship or the beginning of getting to know somebody. I mean, I think, Chase, if you like if you connect with somebody and let's just say that the, the texting has been a little bit like, you know, maybe not super consistent, but not terrible either. But you've established some kind of dialogue. And let's just say that you would much rather speak over the phone instead of texting like paragraphs to each other, like, I think, again, play it your way, you know, offer or make a suggestion. Hey, I'd, I'd really love to talk to you, you know, over the phone, rather than send you my whole life story via text message. You know, how do you feel about that? And, and wait and see if they're, they're comfortable with that.
1: A happy medium that I like is a voice message. You know, oh. it kind of helps with not typing a paragraph. It's more personal and there's the whole advantage of, of tone, you know, texting. It, there's no context. There's no tone. And so we can be misinterpreted or we can misinterpret big time. So if you don't want to go for the full phone call, voice oh, message. Like a
2: voice memo, like yes. a voice memo. Oh, yes. What a phenomenal idea.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Like I live in Costa Rica and WhatsApp is the predominant form of communication here. And for some reason, I don't know how it is. I've been here for five years, but I did not send voice messages for, for the longest time. And I had friends that would start to send them to me. And at first, I was a bit annoyed. You know, I was like, ah, I got to get this out. And it depends. They're not going to like send like, yeah, OK, that sounds good. <laughs> that is annoying. <laughs> Just send a thumbs up. But if it's in the context of of dating and relationships and you're getting to know a person, I've found it it's super valuable or, or with a friend and we're going back and forth. And instead, I can send a 30 second voice message and it can be more concise and also less ambiguous.
2: Yeah. I think that is such a great idea and like you know Chase what you said is so true about the tone. Right? The tone and the warmth of a person's voice and how all of that is just so lost in a text message.
1: So lost. And and yeah, and that's where the getting in our own heads and ruminating and it's like you can Drive yourself crazy going over the words that were written and if I'm ever in a place, like I said, communicating with anyone via text and I'm not quite sure what's they're trying to say or maybe it seems like they're getting angry, I'd be like, Hey, instead of just going back and forth, pick up the phone in the sense it doesn't even need to be a phone call, but then it's a voice message.
2: Yeah, definitely. So you have the benefit of like, you know, it's almost like, yeah, it's it's a text message, but it's just someone's voice so that, you know, you don't necessarily feel like you have to commit to a full phone call. Cause I know that for a lot of people, like, no, I'm not ready to commit to a phone call.
1: Exactly. I, I, uh, was listening to a comedian's podcast and he had this whole bit of like, why are you calling me? You know, like <laughs> what's wrong? Is it an emergency? Like how rude. <laughs> and he was going into like the whole text of, Hey, can you talk as a text? And even that he actually was saying was uh, more appropriate than just calling someone out of the blue. And it's just funny how we have to navigate these things, but it, but it's true, you know, and then he even got into FaceTime. And that's a whole other level. If you just FaceTime, if you just FaceTime someone without warning, it's like, what's going on? You know, like you got to give me a heads up. And then he was talking about how If you have the read receipts and it's like, hey, can you talk? And then it shows that you've seen it, but then you don't respond. That's a whole thing. So you can definitely get into the weeds.
2: Absolutely. And definitely with the FaceTime. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, how dare you? You don't even know. Yeah, no. That's funny.
1: Certainly, if you're just having the first uh, text exchanges with a potential match, maybe don't FaceTime them off the bat. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, I would say yeah, like, I, I think, I mean, I really appreciate technology, like all the advances I really do. But I also recognize, again, it, it can get really confusing for people. But I do think like, I do like that with a text message, you get the benefit of like just, um, testing the waters, you know, it's just like, you're just dipping your toe into the water. You don't necessarily have to dive in you know, so, so text message is always like a good place to start.
1: Exactly. Not with FaceTime.
2: <laughs> not with FaceTime. No, not bueno.
1: Uh-uh. <laughs> well, Yvonne, I've really enjoyed this entire conversation and these practical tips are super valuable. Uh, before we wrap up, are there any things that we skipped over or maybe you want to emphasize and then we'll say goodbye?
2: Um, no, I mean, I think we covered everything. Um, I like I, at least the most important tips. And I think probably the last thing, but I would, what I would recommend is, is to, you know, like the article says, I like, choose experience over optimism. And what I mean by that is like, if you, if the person has just consistently shown you that they're not a, a, a serious player in this game and, and they don't want to play the way that you play, um, walk off the court. Like it's Okay. Right. Rather than hope and pray that things are going to change and maybe it'll get better. Like, you know, make a decision for yourself and just walk up the court and go find somebody else.
1: That is a great place to end this conversation on. I really enjoyed how we started in in that deeper underlying focus on on yourself and all of the practical tips. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online?
2: uh yeah i um so my website is um soul fuerza it's um s o u l f u e r z a dot com um i also have a blog on psychology today um and i write on relationships i write on other you know other things that have to do with mental health um and that's um yeah that's pretty much it i'm on facebook i'm on um instagram i'm on linkedin um and that's uh yeah that's where you can find me
1: where our listeners can find those links in our show notes and on our website at idopodcast.com and thanks for taking the time to come on the show today
2: chase it was absolutely my pleasure thank you so much
0: how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day.